Hi, it's Mackenzie, and this is the Mill Spouse Brief. Happy Friday. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. This week was super great. I was able to come home from my work trip in Texas, and then we spent the weekend just kind of chilling. We went to the beach with some friends, and then we went out to dinner, and Sunday was pretty chill. We just had church, and then Monday we had the day, or Kate had the day off work, which was really nice. I had a bunch of appointments in the morning. I had my facial by T, who was just on the podcast last week, so check out her information and definitely go book yourself a facial. And then we had a coupon I guess not a coupon like a voucher so Cade's groomsmen all got their suits for the wedding at men's warehouse but because Cade wore his dress blues we didn't use it and so because he didn't have to like get the suit they give him a voucher instead of just the free suit rental so we went there and normally I feel like men's warehouse is like pretty expensive well they gave us a $400 voucher and it got him a brand new suit two shirts like go into the suit a pocket square two ties one bow tie three pairs of socks and then this like hoodie kind of like a casual hoodie shirt type thing i was shocked i was like oh my gosh i cannot believe it got us that much stuff so that was really fun and then we kind of just chilled the rest of the night and this week is pretty busy coming up. I just had a lot of stuff to do this week. And then I'm going to Utah, so I can't wait to tell you guys all about the... I have two weddings in Utah this upcoming weekend, so I can't wait for you guys to hear all about them. And I'm really excited. I have Tiffany on the podcast today. She is great. We met through mutual friends, and she is literally so empowering and motivational and I just love watching her blossom and how dedicated she is to the different things in her life and I love learning from her we do the 5 a.m club where we try to wake up at 5 a.m and kind of get on with our day and so we text each other in the morning to hold each other accountable and you're really able to see like how more productive you are in your day when you wake up early and honestly I feel a lot better my body has pretty much shifted to like going to bed at 10 waking up at 5 every day and with my travel it kind of goes off a little bit but normally my body is like a 10 to 5 and I really actually enjoy it and like it because I'm able to get so much more done and I'm less tired than when I sleep in which I don't know the science behind that but so yeah Tiffany's on the podcast today she talks all about her job and the different things that she's going through and what her and her husband are deciding kind of coming up they have a lot of life changes that they're trying to navigate and it's a really great conversation and I hope you guys enjoy tuning in and here's Tiffany. So I'm here with Tiffany. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. My name is Tiffany. Um, I'm 27 years old and I'm from New York City. That is so cool. What part of New York City are you from? I'm from the Bronx. Oh, that is so <laughs> cool. What would you report about living there? Um, probably the fast-paced life. Yeah. Um, you know, always on the go and probably restaurants, really. <laughs> yeah. What are some of your favorite restaurants there? Honestly, hole-in-the-wall restaurants where mm-hmm. you just get the best sandwiches and things that you wouldn't find at a chain. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is so cool. Okay, so you've lived in New York your whole life. Yes. And then when did you guys move here? Or I guess tell your story about meeting your husband and his boot camp experience. Sure. Um, we got married when I was 22, and we had been together four years at that 
point. Um, I didn't know he was interested in the military. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah, we talked about reserves, and I, I knew that was one weekend a month. Um, but he told me randomly after I got out of school one day that he enlisted. Um, were you guys married at the time? No, we were just okay. dating. Um, so I had no idea, and I was crushed. I didn't know what to expect. And then he was like, don't worry, I will take you with me. And I... I was like, what are you talking about? I'm young. I don't, I'm move. Like I wouldn't move. I don't know. I was yeah. so confused. Um, but we had been together for four years and he went through boot camp. So what was the pay, like, or the time frame from when you, when he told you like, Hey, I'm going to when he left. He told me in November and he left in April of 2016. Okay. So you guys had about four or four, six months of like a adjustment. Yeah. So I had some time to get used to the idea of him leaving. Yeah. That is crazy. So then did he go to Paris Island? No, he went to um, Chicago. Okay. Um, the Great Lakes, I think. Oh, or... okay, yeah. He's Navy. That's right. Right. He is Navy. Um, he's actually Greenside. So he works okay. with the Marines and That's he's a corpsman. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he went to Chicago and then... Did he go... Let's see if he was 2016. So does that mean he went to San Antonio after? Yes. Okay. Yep, he did do course school there, and then he went to field med after in North Carolina in Camp yeah. Lejeune. Wow, so how was that for you? Like, how much did you see him through that and communication and stuff like that? We did text often, but in that year, I saw him maybe five times. Wow. And that was hard coming from four years of seeing him almost every day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So what made him kind of want to choose to be a corpsman? He always wanted to be a doctor actually okay. and of course that's expensive and yeah and how many freaking years of school yes that too so he thought you know joining the navy would be the next best thing and yeah. the gi bill would help him get there exactly oh that is so cool okay so then he did a year of kind of like training and everything mm-hmm. and then when did you guys get married he proposed that first year of training, and we got married January of 2017, right before, uh, right when he got orders to move to Virginia and be stationed there. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. So did you like living in Virginia? I think it was a big culture shock going from New York City to Virginia Beach because yeah. I'm a big city girl and it's a lot more quiet. Um, but overall, I liked it. I liked the change of pace and the beach. I wasn't used to a nice beach. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that is crazy. Okay, so how long were you guys in Virginia for? We did two years there. And did you come to like it? Because it's decently close to New York City, so you're probably able to like go home a little bit more than compared to here. Yeah, yeah. We were a six-hour drive, and there were buses that took you to New York City. So we did go home often, and we saw our family often. So That's that was nice. nice. Yeah. Wow, okay, so he was in Virginia for two years, and then he got orders to here. Yeah, so he actually worked in the Naval Hospital for two years, and then he got orders to go greenside with the Marines here at Pendleton. Oh, that is so cool. So did he like working in the Naval Hospital? What was that like? No, he actually didn't. Oh, and no. For someone who wanted to be a doctor, it kind of changed his outlook on what the hospital life is like. Mm-hmm. But um, What kind of changed? Like, Or what happened that changed his... I think he realized how demanding a hospital is. He worked overnight the whole two years. Uh, That's hard. 
it was hard on his body and his relationship. You know, we weren't doing anything on the weekends because he had to sleep during the day and it was hard. Um, But also the job itself, he worked in labor and delivery. Wow, that's interesting. (laughs) Did he like that? He did. He learned a lot about babies um, and just the process, I guess. And so, which is nice for you. (laughs) I know. I'm so glad, but (laughs) my husband's like afraid to hold a child. (laughs) He was too. He was so scared. And now he, he thinks he's a professional. (laughs) He's going to be like, step aside. No, this is how it goes. He says that he says in the future, if we have, when we have kids that he wants to deliver them. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I need you up by my head. Yeah. Watch from up there. (laughs) Not there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so crazy. How was it like for you with him working nights? Because that's not like your typical military schedule. Right. It was hard. I worked during the day at a bank, and I got out at 6 o'clock, and at 6 o'clock he was going. So we missed each other. (laughs) It was tough. Um, With it being the hospital, did he work every night? He, yes. If I remember right, he had every other weekend off. Okay. But he worked, like they didn't do like the... I think sometimes in the hospital you work like a longer shift and then you have days off. But he just worked like what, like six to six every night? Yes. Oh my gosh. It was hard. That's he, demanding. Very. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he did that and that was like, no thanks. So were you guys happy when you got the orders to come Greenside? We, we were so excited to get out of um, Virginia to see somewhere new, but also get him out of a hospital for sure. Yeah. Okay, so you guys came to Pendleton. How did you guys move? Did you do a Diddy move or did you guys do PMO? PMO. Okay, or DMO, sorry. Uh, yeah. DMO. <laughs> Not the police, DMO. Yeah. How was that? It was great. I was just sharing that with friends who are going to go through this, and they packed our home. Um, we just kind of watched them, yeah. and it was super easy. Um, and That's so good to hear, because I feel like all I hear is like horror stories, and it makes me so nervous. No, it was great. We, My husband was like a micromanager, of course, but yeah. you know, um, they packed everything and got it to us in California on time. That's so nice. You guys have anything like broken or stolen or anything like that? I had maybe one cookie jar that broke. and Okay, but nothing like significant or... Not at all. And wow. if you did, they have a form and you have about a month to claim it and they'll reimburse you for it. Okay, that's nice. Was it weird having them pack up everything? Were you just like, uh... <laughs> I think a little, but we had friends who warned us mm-hmm. uh, and told us what to expect. So we packed our own like clothes yeah. and things that we wouldn't be comfortable with strangers doing. Yeah. Otherwise, it was simple. Wow, that's so cool. And then did you guys drive or fly? How was your like cross-country trip? We drove cross-country. Wow. <laughs> How was that? Did you guys like stop and see stuff or did you just like do it straight through? No, we stopped. So we went back home to New York and then we went back to Virginia to drop off our keys and then we did Tennessee. We did Nashville. Oh my god, it's so fun. Was it just like amazing? Amazing. I love it. I, I want to go to Nashville so bad. I, you need to. <laughs> it's so worth it. It's fun. Um, from there we went to New Orleans, Dallas, Texas, the Grand Canyon. Um, we almost stopped in Vegas but we didn't and then San Diego. That's so cool. How long was that trip? We took a week to do okay. it. Wow, that is so fun. I feel like that's one of the best things about, like, if you have to move across the country, is that if you can drive and you, like, have the opportunity to stop, there's so many cool places that you can stop and see. Yeah, there was so much that we wish we could have done and we just couldn't, but 
it's so worth it if you have a chance to drive cross country. We we want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you guys got to Pendleton, and how has it been so far? It's amazing. I love California more than I loved Virginia. <laughs> really? Oh, I guess it's a little bit more of a city feel. Yeah. Yeah, I like that we can be in the suburbs or the mountains and the beach and the city. Yeah. So you get a lot. And then when did you guys move here? We moved April 2019. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. And is he enjoying Greenside better? He loves it. He loves being with the Marines. He likes getting his, like hands dirty and being in the dirt with them so this is more his speed oh that's awesome what i guess unit is he attached to one five okay cool and then what area is that on pendleton that they work san mateo okay nice yeah oh that is so cool so that's all the way up like sano area right that's like area like 62 yeah okay so but you guys live down here yeah, so when we moved here, he didn't have his orders, and so we oh, had to guess which, which side which side to be on, and we thought, well, San Diego, they said San Diego, so yeah. we came here, and of course, he gets put on the opposite end yeah. of base. But I've talked to some people, like, I've been up to that area, and I genuinely feel like it is so much harder, because they have very little amenities. Like, here on this side, I feel like we just have so many more amenities. Amenities, we're closer to, like anything in Oceanside, because you have to go all the way up to San Clemente, like, if you're in San You still have, like, a 10-minute plus drive to even just get, like, basic things, mm-hmm. and it's, like, 10 times more expensive. It's so expensive, so I'm glad we chose here. Yeah, and I feel like you have a little bit more, like, I think Sano has, like, a community vibe, but I feel like here you have a little bit more, and then just the amenities that you have here. Like, they have a commissary up there, but it's, like, nothing compared to the main commissary. Yeah. And then I think, genuinely, just to be so close to a hospital, like, nothing... Yeah bad's happened to me but just knowing that you have that like right there is like that extra like level of security I feel like I think about that a lot too and I like being on the side closest to the hospital yeah okay so he has like what like a 30 minute commute every day with traffic 45 yeah but if he leaves around 4 or 5 a.m yeah 30 minutes does he take the freeway or does he go through base the freeway he takes I feel like that's probably the smartest but I feel like coming home might be Coming home, he drives through base. <laughs> well, I feel like you have to at 5 o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, I think maybe like Monday through Thursday you could get away with it if he got off at a decent time. Yeah. But if not, no. We spoke about that, and Fridays are the worst. It, it starts like 11 o'clock. Yeah, it If does. I don't go grocery shopping early enough on Fridays, I'm like <laughs> sitting in here trying to go to Aldi's. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy to me. And I learned that it's everybody going to Mexico. And I'm like, oh. what, is in, what is in Mexico that people are, like, going down there for the weekend? I think a lot of people live there. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's cheaper there. But I don't I – was, I was told Marines can't go there. Cade said that, like, if he ever – like, if they, his unit ever found out that he went to Mexico, he'd be an NJP. Really? Yeah. Like, I was told that, like, Marines cannot go down there. Well, that makes sense. I guess, like, in the past, Marines have gone down there for weekends and either, like, gone in trouble – or got hurt. I don't know if they're what like very like down there, you know, yeah. just because of everything that Marines are, you know. <laughs> My husband did a border patrol for two months, really? and um, I know there are some dangerous things with Marines being there, so yeah. that's probably why they're not allowed. Wow. Okay, so tell me about the border patrol. What is that like? <laughs> so was that through the Marines or Navy? Through the Marines. Well, here this was um, last summer actually. Okay. He did a seven month deployment, came home 
for two months and then did border patrol for two months. And during that time, he just patrolled the area. Which area? Like down by the border? Yes, of Mexico and San Diego. So he was living in Chula Vista for those two months. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Okay, so wait, back up. He deployed. Where did he go? Okinawa. Okay. How was that for him? He enjoyed it because they also trained in Hawaii, um, Guam, Thailand. Oh, so they went all over. Was it a Mew or? Yep, it was a Mew. Okay, nice. (laughs) And how was that for you? Um, Hard because of the pandemic. Oh, so it was right during the pandemic? Yeah, he oh. left in November, um, and it was fine. I had family come from New York and yeah. stay with me, and as soon as my family left, the pandemic happened, oh. and I was alone. <laughs> that is so hard. Yeah. Did it prolong his deployment? It did. He was supposed to come home at five months, and he came home t- at seven months. Oh, two more months. Yep. That's tough. Yeah, so he was on a ship, mm-hmm. um, and they extended his oh. time on the ship. Yeah. They wouldn't let anyone off. No, that's hard. So when did he end up coming home? June of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How was that homecoming for you? What was that like? It was amazing. I, it, it was kind of, I was so nervous. Yeah. I hadn't seen him in so long. And, and there's just, like, so many different nerves and experiences and, like, yeah, it was just after being without him for some time and to see him again, I was just nervous. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the the adjustment period is different and mm-hmm. I don't know, just everything. I feel like for me, I was really nervous just because I was like, what's he going to be like? Like, what's living together like? And that adjustment, I, it's it's bigger than people talk about, I feel like. Yeah. Because all you see is, like, the happy homecoming videos. And it is that. But the minute the camera stops and you, like, go home, it's an adjustment and it's weird. It it was weird. He was nervous to drive. He hadn't driven. Yeah. And um, he was just, like, quiet. Mm-hmm. I think he was so unsure of what civilian life was after being on a ship and being around yeah. Marines. So it was just weird and mm-hmm. an adjustment. No, I definitely feel that. Okay, so he came home in June. And then he is still working with the Marines. Is he enjoying it a lot more? He is. Right now, he is about nine months out from getting out. He's going reserves. Okay, so tell us about that. How does that work? What are your thoughts on that? I'm excited. I think that gives him an opportunity to pursue something else Mm -hmm. um, and go back to school. So we're excited. He's also getting really anxious, though. And I think that's something that we don't talk about enough, the transition and anxiety. Well, military life is very different than civilian life. Mm -hmm. And so, and I know that there's programs out there, but I feel like a lot of them kind of really just get thrown back into civilian world. And they're like, okay, figure it out. You're not our problem anymore. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. What made him choose reserves? He wants a family. Yeah. And um, deployment was tough on him too, leaving me and just thinking about how far we are from our families. Yeah. Both of our families on the East Coast and the thought of us having a family of our own and, and not, not having support. Family, that's, yeah. It's such a big thing that you don't, I feel like, realize until you start thinking like, oh, I could have a family. And then you think about like how much family means to you when you're creating your own family. Yes. And you're like, crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's going reserves. When is his um, EAS? April. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he went in in April 2016. Mm-hmm. And 
you're excited about that. Where are you guys planning to move back to? We are still deciding. Okay. I, I really love San Diego, although it's expensive here. Yeah. Um, so we might stay a couple months, but we're definitely going back to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain place, like obviously you love New York City, but is there a certain place on the East Coast that you either like visited that you're like, this would be super fun to go to, or it's like, I haven't been there, but I really want to like try it out. Yeah, we considered Virginia actually. Um, it was a lot more quiet, but the cost of living was great. Yeah. Or we talked about New Jersey. It's right oh, outside of New cool. York, yeah. but the suburbs. Nice. And so will it kind of just depend on what you guys decide to do for like his schooling? Definitely schooling and his career path. He's looking into the fire department. And oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I feel like having, obviously fire department is like different, but a lot of times it's like fire and EMS. And I feel like he'd already have a lot of those like basic skills. Yes. And I think the biggest thing when it comes to that is like handling under pressure and Corman do that, you know? Yeah. I think he's very trained in that. And he loves the adrenaline rush. Yeah. So he can't work in a hospital. He's bored there, yeah. but that's more his speed. Wow, that is so cool. And so you're obviously excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then reserves. So, like, will he just go and, like, train once a weekend and then twice, two weeks in the summer? Is that how it works for the Navy as well? Yeah. Okay. And you can obviously just go anywhere, right? Anywhere you want. Nice. And then what are the, like, differences between, and maybe you know this or not, but, like, obviously with active duty, you get, like, a salary, you get a house, like, BAH, you get health insurance. Like, how does it work for reserves? Very similar, but the pay is significantly less because Mm -hmm. you are reserved but I think you do get something um you still get to use your GI bill Mm -hmm. you get all of the health benefits okay so you still get health care yes nice and then how but you don't get BAH or you get BAH no we don't okay but that'll be so nice that he's able and I think I have a friend that's getting out and they're using his GI bill and while he uses his GI bill he gets BAH that's true. So you get BAH while using your GI bill. Which is amazing. And the, the amount you get is based on the zip code of your school. So oh. that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You could freaking get California BAH and live in the middle of Kansas. We, we talked about that. We said um, if he can find an online program from a school in New York City and live in Virginia, yeah, do really well. Washington, D.C.? Like, oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. You gotta hit with some of those major cities. <laughs> <The> big cities. <laughs> wow. And like, if he does it online, I did my whole college degree online. Me too. So, like, mm-hmm. I think it's also becoming way popular because, like, I worked my whole time and I traveled around the country for my job. And I was like, I'm not sitting in a freaking lecture hall, you know? Yeah. It was so nice. I know that it can't work for some degrees, you know? I think, like, mostly STEM, I think, struggle with it just because you have to, like, either be in a lab or, like, doing medical things. But, like, I got a degree in public relations. I was was easy, you know? Yeah. Same. I did business management, so. Yeah. All online. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Okay, so you guys are, he's getting out, and you're still deciding what you want to do, kind of, or where you want to go. Yeah. But that's nice that he has the time, and will you guys just be able to take, like, the terminal leave and just, once he has enough, like, once he gets to that point where he has, like, the amount of days, he'll just be able to get out. Yeah. We're planning a trip for that, hopefully. Oh my gosh, where are you guys planning? <laughs> we talked about Europe. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be so cool. What part of, like, Europe would you guys, like, want to go to or what interests you the most? 
for our one year anniversary, we went to Greece, so we want to visit again. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, Greece. What was it like submitting leave for Greece? I think because he was on shore duty, it was okay. And What's that co- mean? So shore duty is when you're not deployable. So when he was oh. working at the hospital. Oh yes, that's right. Okay. Um, so it was easy then, um, but when we came to Pendleton, we had a trip to Iceland planned, mm-hmm. and I booked everything so he could turn in the flight yeah. information, and they denied it. So I oh. had to get reimbursed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was talking. I forget who I was talking to. I was talking to my friend, and her fiance is in the Air Force. And she was like, yeah, submitted leave. And I don't know how it is specifically for the Navy, but for, like, the Marine Corps. So she was talking about the Air Force. And she was like, yeah, hopefully it's getting submitted. And I was like, oh, was it a pain to submit? And she was like, no, not at all. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And she's like, it was so easy. And I was like, I think they want our unborn child's first name. And, like, what day he's going to be born. I was like, we have to put every address he is staying at, every person he's contacting, their phone number. They want to know the route we're driving to the airport. Yeah, for us too, and they wanted to. They wanted us to research the U.S. embassies in Greece, every island we visit. And I was like, seriously. I mean, it was crazy to me, and I was like, no, literally writing it, it's a pain. I was like, we had, and then the thing is, like you said, you have to plan the whole trip, so you can write it out, and then they still might go, you know, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know all of that to potentially get a no. Yeah, it's. That's why I was like, you planned a Europe trip and it got approved? Yep. Because Kate and I have talked about wanting to do like a Europe trip for like our five-year anniversary. But I'm like, if you're still in the military, like that's, that's a lot. Because I just, I feel like when we go back home to Ohio, we're putting how many documents together. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine across the country, or across the world, excuse me, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. And I get it. I get that it's possible. I get that they just need to know where he's at so that he could come home if something happened. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. It's very strict. We're hit or miss. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about you. You got your degree in business management mm-hmm. and what kind of like your career path has been since then? I currently work as an HR business partner for a construction company and I cover two regions and then I have a online marketing business. That is so cool. So talk about both of them. I'm so intrigued. I want to learn. (laughs) So um, HR, I actually got into human resources through SkillBridge, which is a program on base where you get certified. So they certify military personnel and spouses. Yeah. So I, when I moved here, I left banking and Mm -hmm. I didn't know it to do. So I pursued HR. I went through the SkillBridge program and they introduced me to a staffing agency and they placed me at my job now. Mm-hmm. So I started off as a temp assisting the HR manager with admin stuff. Okay. Then I became an HR assistant and then and I And what do you do like in that role? As an assistant, I just really helped her with paperwork. So if people requested leave or vacation, mm-hmm. doing all that paperwork. Okay. Now that I'm an HR business partner, I interview, I terminate, I on board, I wow. hire, I do all of the human resource things. Um, labor and compliance is huge for HR. Mm-hmm. And I drive because I cover um, northern LA and San Diego. So I drive to five offices. Wow. That is crazy, but so freaking cool. Do you like doing that job? Is that I, something that you could like see yourself long term or is it more like a California thing? 
No, I love it. I love helping people, um, and I love helping people professionally, especially. Yeah. I love how excited people get on their first day, or how nervous during an interview they get. Yeah. Um, there's not so fun stuff like the terminations, yeah. but that's part of HR, and I, I enjoy it. Where are your five offices you have to travel to? Because I've seen that you like have. You're like, yeah, I was, I was in Palmdale, and I was like, oh my gosh, to drive <laughs> back, like, bless your heart, like that is hard. Yeah. So we have. Palmdale, Ventura, Pasadena, Anaheim, and Carlsbad. And I have, because it's construction, we have projects um, all over. So tomorrow I'm actually going to Indio, which is three hours out. Oh my gosh. So what time do you have to be there? I'm working in Carlsbad and then I'm leaving around 3 to get there by 6.30 to have a lunch with my manager, and the, or dinner I should say. Mm-hmm. And then we're staying overnight to be on the job site at 5 a.m. Then, oh my gosh. Yeah. So what do you do on a job site? I just visit and learn about the project. Okay. Um, and ask questions and get and I really expose myself to the employees there because mm-hmm. I don't see them. So yeah. I want them to know that, hey, you have HR, you have me if you need anything. Yeah. Wow, that is so cool. So do you feel like that's something where you're like, yeah, long term I want to do this? Or is it more... This was an opportunity in California, like when you guys go back to the East Coast or whenever your husband gets out type thing? I would definitely pursue it forever, um, but because I have a beauty business now, I I was exposed to entrepreneurship, and I think that being someone who wants a family, uh, working for myself is my long term now. Yeah. And I can do HR for myself. I can always consult and help people with resume building and interviewing. So those are things that I'm And I mean, like, can you imagine if you, like, interviewing is so important. It's, like, what I'm going through right now. And, like, even if you did, like, an interview prep class. Like, do you know how important? Because you're doing the hiring. Yes. Like, I cannot imagine how many people would take you up on that. Really? Like, that is such good, like, that's, like, something I wish you were taught in, like, high school. Like, these are interview questions. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Like, here are the ten basic questions. And then practicing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's so, like, that is so cool to, like, have that knowledge and be able to, like, give that to other people. Yeah. I'm passionate about it because I understand from interviewing so many people, um, I can tell by the questions they ask or don't ask. And I'm like, okay, they really need help. And yeah. they're not alone in that. A lot of people need help. Exactly. No, that is, like, so awesome that you have that experience and, like, that knowledge and, you should take and run with that because that's amazing. <laughs> okay, so tell me all about your beauty. So it's what's it called? So it's network marketing oh, for okay. a company called Money. So okay, I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but I think so. They're an online um, vegan beauty and yes. wellness company. So I I've been doing that for a year. And how did you start? So a friend of mine, she introduced it to me, and she was someone very private with her life. Mm-hmm. So when I saw her doing it and going to conferences and meeting new people and having a group of friends. I was drawn to her by the friends because I move so much. I don't have friends. And I was like, how do I get that here? So, um, she told me a little bit and I was skeptical for a while. And then what kind of were you skeptical about? It just sounded too good to be true where you promote products online and make an income. And I was like, no, but how? Mm-hmm. I am very corporate. How? Yeah. <laughs> so I needed to know details. But after a while, I figured I have nothing to lose. I'm in this new state. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. And I've been doing it for a year. Wow, that is so cool. So is that, how do you kind of deal, like, how do you 
manage both or like balance both? That's a great question. <laughs> um, well, the business you run on your own time. So okay. luckily I can do it after work. Um, okay. So there's no like set, <clears throat> excuse me, there's no set times that you have to like check in or do certain things for it. No, because I'm my own boss and I have a pretty big team now, but I check in in the morning, which is why 5 a.m. club is yeah. so helpful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We have to talk about that right now. Yeah. Okay. Side note, talk about the 5 a.m. club because this is how Tiff and I met. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my team on the East Coast are doing the 5 a.m. club where they get on a Zoom call and they're listening to a motivational video and all of that. And I want to do that, but that's 2 a.m. for me. And I was like, absolutely not, not doing that. But um, I spoke about it on Instagram saying I wanted to do it. Um, and, and you reached out. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> hey, right now I do wake up at 5 a.m. And... I was like, and it gets easier, and I see so many, like, benefits from it, and so last week was the first week that we tried doing yes. it. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. But, yeah, I feel like it's going well. Tomorrow will be the start of the week two. Oh, yeah, week two. <laughs> okay, so keep talking. So, you have a team that you check in with in the mornings. Yeah, so... And what's your check-in kind of, like, entail? Um, sending them their numbers, um, and just letting them know what they're missing from their goals, the goals that they set for themselves. Okay. My, my job as their mentor is to keep them on track and yeah. help them where, where they need it. So I send them the motivational quotes, good morning, let's do this, here are your numbers. Yeah. <laughs> let's work on this. Um, and then I get ready for my day. I listen to a podcast or something like that and mm-hmm. go through my list before I get ready for work, for corporate okay. work. Wow, that is so cool. How many people are on your team? 30. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so are these all girls that you met and knew? Some are. Most are people I've went to high school with and That's a lot so of people cool. I've known in the past. Yeah. So I reconnected, which is nice. Yeah. Wow. That is so neat. Yeah. Okay. So you do that. And then what would you say are like the three biggest like benefits from doing your network marketing? The community is number one. I have never met so many empowered women, yeah. um, and everyone's so motivated. So definitely that. Um, just the exposure to self development. Mm-hmm. I what kind of conferences do you guys get to go to? Um, a lot of training conferences, mm-hmm. but some are motivational, where you just yeah. hear someone's story, how they've struggled and gone through things, and they overcame it by and using this company as a vehicle to get to where they are. Um, so self-development was huge. Being someone from New York, people in New York are naturally, I don't want to say rude, but they're very in their mind and in a rush and Mm -hmm. that can turn into anxiety. And for me, I've had that. I felt that because I'm always feeling like I need to be working and doing something Mm -hmm. and taking time to work on myself is huge. So self-development community, and I guess the third thing, just exposure to life outside of corporate. Yeah. I've always worked a corporate job and did really well. So I'm a good employee, but now I want to know how can I be a better entrepreneur and put into myself and into my future family so I can spend time with them. Because as you heard, I travel driving a lot. I don't have time for my husband. He comes home tired. I come home exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) And there's not a lot of time together like I wish there could be. Wow. No, and I totally felt like that. I think I was talking to, and I don't know if you know Brenda. Do you know Brenda? I do. She's yeah. on my team. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> when she came into the podcast, we were talking about how grateful we are that, like, the new kind of trend is 
breaking out of nine to fives and breaking out of corporate because of the opportunities that you have and that you're able to do these things. And I just, I think it's amazing. I think so too. And I think it's something that like our parents and our grandparents' generations are like, what are you doing? You know, like, cause the world has survived on nine to fives. But I think like even with COVID, we'd be able to see like, you don't have to go into an office every day to like get work done. Exactly. Which is just, it's cool. And I think it's changing it. And I think it's changing people's, yeah, priorities. And it like, I think one of the biggest things I've learned is it was something about like corporate jobs. And it was like, you need to take your vacation because if something happened to you and your family, they would replace you the next week. Like, you know, like you're replaceable in that kind of thing. And being able to do, I read a book um, this last couple weeks with my cousin and it talked about implementing like having play and relaxation and those things like in your day because working yourself to death is not worth it Mm -hmm. and then also talked about finding ways to I'm trying to think how it worded it but that the things that we like want to do that like brighten our day or like fill our soul or like that are like our not our calling but what we want to do and what we're passionate about might not always be are like what pil- what pays the bills. But if you're able to find something that makes you passionate and pays the bills, like that is that's what matters. Like that's your end goal. Yes. And from an HR perspective, we unfortunately have terminated people while we were interviewing others to replace that person. So yeah. it's really crazy to see it from that point of view. You really are replaceable. So all of that energy we put in You know, all of those hours we put in to work for someone else, if you take some time every day to work on you and your passion projects and your side hustles and your businesses, you will blossom because whatever you put your energy into is what grows. I totally agree. I saw something today, I think I put on my story, and it was like if you add, like if you just grow by 1% every day in a year, you'll grow like 37.6%. Versus if you don't grow by 1% a day, or it's a day for a year, um, you only go down like 0.99. Like it does, it's not, if you literally just think about one thing for yourself every day, the amount of growth is exponential and it's amazing. And it's just not something I feel like you think about or talk about or that you realize the impact of one, like one thing every day. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It takes patience. I think sometimes people see it when it's already done and the outcome mm-hmm. of successful people and when they try it they're like oh no this doesn't work it's taking long but one thing that I've read and heard is that the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the harvest yeah. and that's that's so true if you work on you every day like you said you will develop that is so cool okay so what are some of your favorite products within Zip Monet mm-hmm. what are your some of your like favorite products that they that you sell oh gosh I think skincare is my favorite thing okay um, I used to have acne, so I think skincare. Um, we have an essence water, so you put that in a spray bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, moisturizers are huge. So, I've, what all does the company sell or like cover? Hair, skin, and wellness products. Okay, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you really like the skincare. Um, do you use like all the different kind of products, or do you really stick with like one, like just skincare? Like, kind of what? How are you able to like experiment type thing? I I think I've tried. A majority they have a lot yeah but, um, because their products are vegan not everything works for everyone mm-hmm. and I know that for myself so yeah. I stick with what I love and what works mm-hmm. if something new comes out um, I'll probably try it depending on what it is yeah 
but I recommend what works um, and what might work for that person I'm speaking Mm -hmm. with. Are you able to like figure out, because you said obviously it's going to be different per person, how if somebody's like interested Mm -hmm. that's like listening, how would they be able to figure out what would work for them or what would be the best thing to try? We would have a conversation and I would get to know their hair type and really the ins and outs like is your scalp oily or dry and what are your concerns what do you want more or less of Mm -hmm. and then I can make my recommendations wow that is so cool and how do you feel like you learned so much about the company trial and error really when I started last year I didn't know what I was doing I had no idea what network marketing even was and I think it's become pretty popular I think now it is it really is through the pandemic like you said working from home and people looking for other options yeah and it's like if it's working why why don't you do it as well yeah why not not? I heard um someone on a call the other day say this business is more than just shampoo it's a vehicle to get you where you want to go if you want to open a boutique um you know you can use this business for the financial part of it Um, so it's so much more than shampoo (laughs) well that and like you're going on these calls and you're meeting people so when you're gaining friendships and then the amount of excuse me knowledge Mm -hmm. that you're gaining is amazing and it's not like for free, but it's like for free. You know, like you're yeah. you're doing the work because you're part of the company, but you're also getting all of these things that they're like, in return, it will help you sell and be, yeah, your own boss and experience that. But you can also take that and open your own company and become an entrepreneur for something else. Exactly. Which is crazy. So if you had to decide like today, someone was like, here is this check of money, open up your own business, what would you do? Consult. Yeah. Um, like we said, I, I like helping people professionally. Mm-hmm. I think not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur, and that's yeah. okay. So for those who need to work corporate jobs, or, you know, we need the doctors, the lawyers. So consulting and helping the interviewing, the LinkedIn, the yeah. resume building, the confidence. Honestly, I've met so many people during interviews who have, they look good on paper, but they're so shy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could train them. I really wish I could work on them yeah. and help them develop. So that's what I would do. Do you feel like you've learned all this information with like interviewing and LinkedIn and that through your HR job or through Monet? Both. Okay. I think I learned the technical stuff through HR and through Monet, I've learned the confidence building yeah. and the motivation piece because not enough people believe in themselves. Yeah. Okay, so to close, let's finish with talking about your favorite self-care tips you've implemented in your life. Okay, I think doing one thing for yourself every day. For me, that's listening to a podcast mm-hmm. or a watching a video that's going to motivate me. And, yeah. you know, I talk about working for myself. So I'll look up someone who has succeeded in that. Um, you know, anything on YouTube, really. Um, and I'll listen to them and hear their story and kind of understand... If they can do it, I can do it. So self-care for me is really getting motivated and just pouring into myself so I can better pour into others. Yeah, I love that. How do you feel like, do you feel like your husband's really supportive in that and about kind of like the self-care as well? He is. He's always telling me to have girl time or Mm -hmm. take time to yourself. Thank God. He's so supportive. (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. Okay. And then what would you say your last kind of piece of advice for military spouses is? It gets tough, and don't forget about you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I was starting out as a spouse, it's been 
I've been married to him four and a half years. And at first I thought my life was all him, yeah. all him. And I, I wanted to support him, but don't forget about you. Um, and that takes time. What they go through is really hard. So definitely being their number one supporter, but you can't function as well if you're not taking care of yourself either. Yeah. So find your happiness. Mine happens to be on podcasts. <laughs> but no, I think that's super great. And I think everybody needs to hear that reminder. So I just appreciate you giving that advice and taking the time to come out and record this episode with me. I'm really excited. And I know that the listeners will really enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. Of course. <laughs> Guys, wasn't that episode just awesome? I feel so empowered and motivated after I hear Tiffany talk and how she's able to achieve her goals, and I really I really love it. So I thought I would close with a quote, and this one I thought was really interesting, and I, I really liked it. It says, enthusiasm is one of the most powerful engines of success. When you do a thing, do it with all your might. Put your whole soul into it. Stamp it with your own personality. Be active, be energetic and faithful, and you will accomplish your objective. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. And this is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And I just think that Tiffany's ending advice when she said, do something for yourself every day, I really think that is just the key. Awesome, amazing. But I really think if you you truly do that and you're able to better yourself, you can't pour from an empty glass. And it's something that I've been working on a lot this year is filling my glass up so I'm able to pour into other people's. And right now, kind of with the Navy, I feel like that's something I'm doing right now is I'm trying so hard. I'm putting my whole soul into applying for this program and trying to get in. And I'm trying so hard, but I'm so enthusiastic about it. And it's something I really want. And I was talking um, to my therapist the other day and about how it's helping like solve all these other small problems in my life, creating these habits and doing these things. And I'm really just grateful that I have these opportunities and I have this experience, even if it doesn't work out the way that I'm hoping, I'm learning a lot and it's changing my life for the better. better. So I'm really excited. I'm super grateful that Tiffany was able to come on the podcast and share all about her job and the life changes and truly how she is just making her life better for herself and I just think it's motivating and inspiring and I'm just really grateful that she was so willing to come on and talk about her career and the different things that she goes through and I wish her the best because I can't wait to watch her thrive. And I will catch you guys next Friday with a really interesting... um, podcast episode about weddings. So I will talk to you guys then. Bye-bye.